believer, say amen. Amen. And amen. amen. How about the voices of Mount Pleasant, somebody? Say amen. My God, my Good God Almighty. I wish I could do that with y'all every week. Amen. Amen. What a joy. I love you, Mount Pleasant. Amen. Thank, you. Thank you for your ministry. Grace and joy to you, family. Grace and joy to you. Isn't it good to be in Bethel, the house of God? Amen. The church of the living God. Well, the angel of the house is none other than my vice president, my brother, my co-laborer, the great elder Daryl Jones. Can we show him some love tonight? Yes, sir. To the sugar in his coffee. Yes, sir. Amen. To the cream in his tea. Amen. The icing of his cake. What you say? My sister, Lady Jones. Amen. Let's raise down Lady Jones tonight. Amen. We love you, Lady Jones. Thank you so much. To the diaconate ministry of this great house, to all of the the, uh, the ministers who are visiting, thank you for being here. To my faithful flock, amen, the New Beginnings clan. Won't you stand, New Beginnings? Let us look at you. With you in number, but big in love, on not Amen, amen. Thank you for coming. Uh, stay, stay standing, my favorite, amen, in the back. Jones is a poor dog that won't wag his own tail. Amen. This, this is the love of my life. That's my girlfriend, my baby mama, my queen. That's my everything right there. I, I like all y'all's amens, but I'm only listening really for one. <laughs> if I hear her amen, I know something's going on over here. That's right. That's right. Amen. So glad tonight to have my president here, the great Pastor Lawrence Chisholm of the great St. Matthew Church. That's my president. And this is my vice president, amen, Elder Jones. And I'm glad to be under his leadership, too. Uh, I think I messed up. I got the third leg of this relay. And I don't know. I, I think y'all ready about to go home right now. Bishop came in on Friday night, and oh, my. How many of you were here when Bishop Dickerson came through here like a tornado out of Sacramento? My God, my God. And then my president came through last night and, and killed everything that wasn't standing. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to just sweep up with my little Easter speech tonight. I'm just kidding. Y'all know I'm kidding. But are you feeling revived tonight? Amen. Amen. That's, what a pan, that's what a pandemic, you know, it'll take some stuff out of you, but revival. Uh -huh. A shake up. Yeah. That's right. That which was dormant. Uh, let's do this. If you're being revived, high five somebody. Just oh, high five them. Amen. Amen. I see now. I see now. I see now. For those of you who didn't high five nobody, I got my laser locked on you. I'm grateful tonight. I'm grateful tonight. Sister Wilson and I were riding over Dr. Jones and we were just saying, isn't it good that saints can come together? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
church. I miss this, y'all. I don't yeah, know what yeah, 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 we do. I'm nothing without the church. Amen. That's right. I'm nothing without. I need her. Amen. Amen. I'm grateful. I'm just grateful to stand with you all on tonight and to proclaim God's word one more time. Thank you for uh, Bethel for your hospitality for keeping us reminded of the COVID uh, things that we need to learn about and remind us every night, Dr. Jones, get vaccinated. Yeah. So you can be around the people you love. Yeah. And we can, and like Chisholm said on today, so you can get back out doing evangelism. That's right. Telling a dying world about a living Savior. That's right. That's what it's about. Uh, one of my, my brother beloved is here for 30 years. Uh, I want to call him Deacon Kelvin Scott. Amen. The great Mount Pleasant Church. I'm going to brag on him for a minute. He, he wrote a thesis in the Angelos Biblical Institute this year, the master's program, and is dealing with ministry in a COVID world. Wow. And I'm All telling right. you, that is probably one of the best theses I've ever read. Wow. If you have not, yes. Wow. Yeah, if you have not had a chance, you'll get a chance. You want to read Brother Scott's work. Amen. A great man, and I'm just grateful for him tonight. So I love you, Doc, and I'm glad to see you. Well, I got that out the way. It's preaching time. Mm -hmm. Will you stand with me for God's holy word? Open your Bibles with me to 2 Samuel chapter 11. Very familiar passage of scripture. You've been there. And I'm going to just tell the story and get out of your way. Allow me to breathe a word of prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You've given your elder, your son here, a vision for revival for this city. He's heard you, and he's called us to assemble under the authority of your word. And here we are. On Friday, you spoke to us. On Saturday, you breathed on us. Now, would you do it again, Lord? Yes, Lord. And as Mount Pleasant said, you made a difference in our life. Yes. Yes. And so we need you tonight. Yes. Would you open our eyes, open our ears, and then speak so your children will hear your voice. Well, well. Father, give me preaching power yes. and preaching permission yes. one more time. Yes. And I'll be grateful yeah, Lord. to give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. The Bible says, And it happened in the spring of the year. It was at that time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all of Israel. And they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David, mm, mm, mm. he remained at Jerusalem. Mm. And then it happened one evening mm -hmm. that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from that roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman 
And someone said, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? And then David sent messengers. All right. And he took her. And she came to him, and he lay with her. For she was cleansed from her impurity. And she returned to her house. Uh And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. And Amen. Look at your neighbor tonight on the last night of the revival. Tell neighbor, I know we're coming out. But Pastor wants you to know. Beware. Beware of the temptation, of, the temptation of, leadership, of leadership, laziness, laziness and lust. And lust. You may be seen. Wow. The temptation wow. of leadership, laziness, and lust. Y'all going to help me preach? Yes, sir. Family, this is one of the greatest stories ever told in the scripture today. For this story is the text about a great man who fell in a leadership position. And he fell because of his own lust for somebody else's wife. David and Bathsheba is one of those narratives that unveils for the reader the sinfulness of two people who ultimately destroyed themselves and others that are connected with them. All right. In fact, this lesson is about life. Yeah. And the inability to think about the consequences of one's sins against God, each other, and themselves. Our subject aim tonight is to turn the light on our hidden desires <laughs> and to expose the greatest enemy ever known to man. That ain't the devil in the world. That's your flesh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all in here tonight? Mm Mm-hmm. This text, Jones, is about spiritual warfare in the life of the believer. Here it is. It's about the battle you got to fight every day with you. Every day. Y'all going to help me tonight? So the listener should see themselves as David or Bathsheba. And learn from their mistakes in ministry in this life. Mm -hmm. You should come to this text, or rather, you should not come to this text, Nichols, and say, that could never happen to me. But rather, consider your own appetite for sin. And then develop the spiritual posture of prayer and resistance. What you say? In the time of temptation. Can I open the text? When we come to this text, the first thing you should know is David is no longer a teenager. He's a full-grown man with a full-grown ministry, with a full-grown career. The brother is running a kingdom. Yes, right. Are you with me here? And now that he's reached this plateau in life, it's easy to see how David fell into this scene. Okay. Can I call roll? He fell into it because he became self-confident. All right. He had enjoyed a few victories Uh and a little prosperity. Yeah. Mm. Uh 
He fell into this sin because he was disobedient. The Bible says he stayed at home yes. when he should have been at war. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. He fell into this sin because he became idle uh -huh. and laying in bed uh -huh. until evening time. Uh -huh. Don't that sound like COVID to you? Uh -huh. <laughs> he fell into this sin because he was self-indulgent, giving freedom to his desires when he should have been disciplining his life. That's right. He fell into this sin, beloved, because he was careless and allowing his eyes to wander wow, wow. and also being willing to yield to the flesh. Yes. He didn't have no pushback in it. Mm -hmm. Somebody holler pushback. Pushback. We can learn from this text that the Christian soldier must never lay aside your armor for battle. Here it is. You don't get a day off. That's right. You know the Bible don't give you a holiday for sin? That's right. You are always in the war. The battle is always raging again. And I ain't just talking about the one with the devil, the one with the world. I'm talking about the battle in you. Somebody had to fight this morning. Amen. Come on, talk to me. Go ahead, preacher. Okay, keep it real. Somebody fighting right now. All right. That battle is a monster. Yes, it is. Yeah, when we yeah, read yeah. this narrative, we can learn from the words of Apostle James. James told us. Yes, he did. He said, Wilson, don't let nobody say when they are tempted, I'm tempted by God. Uh -huh. For God cannot be tempted you by evil. Nor does he tempt anyone. Right. Am I right right there? That's right. He says, but when everybody gets tempted, they are tempted and drawn away because of their own desires. That's right. You in the book, man. You ask yourself, how did I get out here? You know how you got out there. <laughs> then James said, and then when that desire is conceived, yes. It gives birth to sin. That's right. And sin, when it's full grown, it brings death. It brings death. Somebody holler, that's how he died. That's how he died. We can learn four things from David's case tonight. One, we can learn that his desires were activated, Reverend Zuniga, by his sight. And his sight failed to curb his desires. Wow. Number two, Number two, we can learn that David's desire conceived the sin in his imagination. In other words, Deacon Thompson, he saw it and he started to imagine. Yeah. Come on, talk to me. What that thing would be like. And then he surrendered to his desire. Yeah, he did. Y'all see these steps right here? Somebody's saying right now, that's how that happened to me. <laughs> Led to the death of two men. Wow. We can learn from this text, Brother Jones, that David, he could have defeated temptation by recalling God's word. Okay. Or by considering, watch this now, this was his other way he could have got of it, that Bathsheba was somebody's daughter. Uh-huh. And somebody's wife. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna come back to this and pick this up. But his best friend, who was one of his advisors, his name is Eliam. 
Uh -huh. Bathsheba was his daughter. Sure was. Sure was. The husband she was married to was one of his best soldiers. His, yeah. his employees. That's right. My God. Brother had three reasons not to do it. That's right. But his sight took advantage of it. Yeah. I'm trying to wait here to help me tonight. I got a question for you. Is there anybody here tonight? That's ever been in David's shoes? Oh, yeah. I said Ben. I didn't say right now. Is there anybody here this evening ever experienced the pain of that life? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. I'm talking about the consequences now. Can anybody here recognize the danger that David was in? If you could, you ought to tell somebody. Don't go down that don't road. Don't go down that road. Ain't nothing but misery down there. That's right. There's three things I'm going to wrestle with tonight to close the revival and I'll get out your way. Will y'all help me tonight? Yes, sir, Reverend. First thing I want to talk about is David's lapse in leadership. Uh-huh. Okay. Second thing I want to talk about is David's laziness as a leader. Oh, wow. And then I land the plane talking about David's late evening lust. <laughs> I feel like working. Y'all will help me not play. <laughs> David's lapse in leadership. David's laziness as a leader. And David's late evening lust. Yes, sir. And in verse 1, the text says, it happened. Mm -hmm. Those two words are loaded right there. What happened? It was in the spring of the year. Of the year. You know the time when they come out of winter in the spring. At the time when the kings go out to battle. Uh -huh. That David, he sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. Somebody say all of them. All. And they destroyed the people of Ammon, and they besieged Rabbah. But, y'all see this in the text, David remained at Jerusalem. That verse is loaded. Can I take my time and walk in the text? When you arrive, St. Matthew, at this portion of the text, we find that it's in the season of leadership where every king is going to war. That's right. In other words, every king is working. Yeah. Every king is on the move. Uh -huh. Every king has a kingdom that he's tending to. Because it's wartime. And battles are raging on the front line. Uh -huh. And kings are needed to give direction and instruction to the troops. That's true. And we learn from this verse that David as a king and as a leader was responsible for all of Israel. And as a leader, he had duties that needed to be paid attention to. But because of his last in leadership, he abdicated his responsibility over to an associate. He sure did. Instead of a leader. Sure did. Are you with me here? Joab was the best fighting man he had, but it wasn't Joab's responsibility. <laughs> Can I say some more? Yes, sir. David ain't fighting, and it's wartime. 
He ain't suited up. He ain't on the front lines. He's missing in battle. His mind ain't on his assignment. All right. He got distracted by life. And now his leadership is going to be tested because he's had a lapse in his assignment. Here I come. Every child of God is a leader in this text. What you say? Every believer is responsible for themselves and their witness. Mm-hmm. I just said something right there. Yes, you did. In this community. And God has entrusted every one of us with a gift to use in his body. Yes, and he's calling us to live it out in the earth. Through the context of the local church. Can I say some more? Yes, sir. And just like David, we ought to live out our calling yes. in the battle. That's right. In the battle. Y'all catch it? In the battle. I already told you there's a war happening. Mm-hmm. And God needs for his leaders to stand up, get up, dress up, suit up, boot up, stand up, and get to work. Are y'all with me here? I just put it this way, young man. You're responsible mm-hmm. for your own life. That's right. That's right. This ain't in my notes, but can I tell you, you can quit blaming daddy for your problem. You can quit blaming mama for what you ain't doing. What you say? You're responsible for your own life. You're the leader of your own life. Am I making sense here? Uh-huh. And when you look at this text, in David's lapse of leadership, he did the following things. Well, Johnny, you know what he did? He sent somebody else to fight for his ministry. He sent somebody else to engage his enemy instead of him going himself. My goodness. He sent somebody else to handle his assignment. Pastor Widow, he sent someone else to do what he should have done himself. Look here. He already had a track record of whooping Philistines. Uh-huh. He had already killed Goliath. Y'all come on, talk to me. Yes, he, he did. He had a hit song written about yes, him. Yes, he did. He was a cold killer. Are you with me here? It wasn't like he didn't know how to fight. He knew how to fight, but he decided I'm not fighting no more. Mm. Are y'all with me here? And the first sign of trouble in this text is this right here. This is where your failure in your personal ministry can start. Mm. When you start to ignore the seasons of life. Wow. I'm dropping something. I hope wow. somebody's picking wow. it up. Can I say some more? Yes, sir. When you start to ignore the seasons of life, you will experience, uh, Lady Jones, a lapse in spiritual leadership. That's right. When you start to make light of the battle, it's just one hit. It's just one trip to Vegas. You're preaching now, man. I just need to get out. Uh-huh. I've been locked up it's too long. Beach, uh-huh. It's just yeah, one little shot Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Talk to a preacher. When you start to make light of the battle, uh-huh. when you start to, to no longer be interested in defeating your enemy, and you start to believe you have arrived, I can handle this. I got this. That's right. Are y'all with me? You have no idea.
idea that your leadership has just lapsed. Look, David in this text has experienced a few victories over a few enemies. And therefore, Dr. Chisholm, he had won some battles, so he thought he had this thing. Uh, but because he had relatively successful um, victories, he got absent-minded. And he was no longer worthy to be called a king warrior. Oh, my goodness. Look at the text. Don't make it up. Look it up. Right? That's right. The Bible said right here that David sent Joab. So did I ain't making it up. It's in the text. So he did. sent Joab and his servants in the Bible said in all Israel. Everybody. Okay, he told everybody else, y'all go out there and handle that. <laughs> all right, let me say it another way. He was saying one thing but doing something else. Mm-hmm. Y'all in here? Mm-hmm. Know any preachers like that? Hallelujah. <laughs> I said it. Amen. I said it on the third night of the Bible. I said it. Don't even know it. Don't even know it. 
He don't even know what's coming. He just think he the king. I feel like preaching tonight. Preach like you feel it, Reverend. Just because he had a little success. Uh-huh. Just because in his time of COVID, he didn't miss too much. All right. Yes, sir. He thought he had this thing. Are y'all with me here? Just because he hadn't been in no real skirmishes in a minute. Uh-huh. He thought he had the thing. He doesn't even see, but there's a huge fight around the corner. And he ain't even ready. He thinks the enemy on the outside, but the enemy is on the, the inside. Wow. Some of us, this ain't in my nose. We spend all our time fighting everybody else. But your greatest enemy is in your heart. Stuart Anderson told a story one time he was preaching on temptation and he said there was this brother named Bobby Leach who was famous for walking across a tightrope over the Niagara Falls he says and that Leach was so skilled that everybody marveled at the carefulness he had as he walked the tightrope but one day he was walking down the streets in New York and slipped on an orange peel, fractured his leg for life. Anderson says this, some people may think it's the big things that'll take you out, but it's the little insignificant ones that you never even see trying you up. You Make you walk with a limp the rest of your life. Wow. We've looked at David's lapse in leadership. Come on in here. Let's look now at David's laziness as a leader. Y'all still feel like saying amen? Amen. The Bible says in the last verse, 1B, that David, but David, remained at Jerusalem. That's right. And look at verse 2. Mm -hmm. Look at what it starts with. Then it happened. Then it happened. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that drives an expositor crazy right there because you see it coming. Yeah. It happened because he did that. That one evening, somebody said nighttime. Nighttime. David arose from the bed. Uh huh. And he walked on the roof. At the king's house. I got some Bible readers in here. These next two small sentences are loaded, beloved, with repercussions. Uh, but Mr. Jerry, it screams to me that something is wrong with David. His army's out fighting. Mm -hmm. His men are winning battles. But he's missing from the victories. David is missing from the battle because David is at home in the bed. That's where my people at Jones on church. Uh -huh. He's at home in the bed. And in the evening time, he gets up. Okay, somebody missed it. In other words, he was sleeping all day. Oh, they got his men at war, but he's lounging in his kingly comforts. His kingdom needs him defending the sheep, mm -hmm. but he's kicking back chisholm in the palace. That's right. His subjects depend on him to lead them, but he's too lazy to get up and lead, mm -hmm. protect, serve, 
Govern, care for, and think about ministry. Laziness has captured the king. Wow. (laughs) I just dropped something right there. Can I tell you something, family? The lazy leader is a useless leader. The lazy leader is a dull leader. The lazy leader is a horrible leader. The lazy leader is easy prey for the tempter. Yes, sir. See, the lazy leader walks into trouble with his eyes wide open. Uh huh. And they ain't even disciplined enough to prepare for the undiscerned. Look, because David was not at war when he should have been, he got too relaxed within himself. So did, so did. He got too relaxed in his own environment, too relaxed in his desires. Can I let you in my closet for a minute? At first when COVID happened, I was like, I think I like this. (laughs) Yeah. I know I'm the only one. Yeah, you ain't the only one, man. I jumped out of bed. Yep. Throw on my Lakers shirt. Uh-huh. Went in the closet, got my button down, kept my Lakers shorts on. Went to the Zoom. They didn't know. They thought I was clean from the waist up. Sure did. Sure did. Taught my master's class at the university in my Lakers shorts. With my Grinch house shoes on. My, y'all laughing, but I'm just keeping it real. Keep it real, man. I was doing like everybody else. Enjoying Zoom. And then after a while, I realized, how come you don't want to get up and exercise? How come you won't go out there and do what you're supposed to do? That's right. Ain't it about time for you to get over to the church and check on things? I'm with you, Reverend. Thank you, Doc. I'm with you. They looking at me like, uh uh-huh, I knew it. I'm just talking about us. Uh Uh-huh. Look. The truth is that lazy believers yes, are undisciplined That's believers. Right. I told them today at New Beginners, look, Zoom and Facebook ain't worship. That's entertainment. And I understand why we did it to be safe, but now we can come out. It's time to get out the bed, uh-huh. get dressed, That's right. come back to the building, come back to the building. and worship this All I'm trying to say, Brother Scott, is laziness will make you sleep on your assignment. Mm-hmm. You know what else laziness will make you do? Sleep on relationships. Wow. wow. Laziness will make you uh, forget your ministry obligations. Lazy will make you embrace sleeping when you should be at war with the enemies of your soul. Laziness as a leader will cause you to mess up. Mm-hmm. Really bad. And mess people up. Really bad. Uh-huh. Sleeping on your assignment as a believer will cause you to be unprepared when the temptation of your soul arises. When I look real good at this text, one could say about David that it was his flesh that put him to sleep. That's right. And that made him sleep all day. All day. Did y'all catch it? The Bible says that it happened. He arose from the bed and he walked on the roof. It happened in the evening. And he saw 
a woman baby. Y'all catch that? Uh -huh. And now she wasn't any old woman. Y'all act like it ain't in the book. It's in the book. The whole text said it happened. Mm -hmm. It was in the evening time. The flesh was ripe. The sun was setting. And I said one time in the pastor's conference, the sun was going down and it hit that silhouette at the right time. Won't that flesh show you some stuff? Yes, it will. And the flesh got a way of making it look so good. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. God said it happened. And David said, oh my. I am the king. I am over all Israel. All these subjects are mine. Are y'all with me here? Okay, let me say it biblically. He saw her. Can I tell you something here? When I look at this, this text, it shows me two things about the flesh. That one, the lust of the eyes is one thing. In other words, it's one thing to see something and say, yeah. ooh, I like that. Yeah. But it's another thing when your flesh, your body say, I want that. I gotta have that. Those are two different things. That's working on the same appetite. Sure is, Are y'all with me here? Sure is. And David had both things going. Sure did. That, that, that's where David makes his mistake. That's where his trouble comes from. In fact, whenever the Christian has taken a break, here it is, Brother Tim, oh, I think you'll appreciate this. All right. Whenever the Christian has taken a break for spiritual things for a season, uh -huh. his or her appetite for carnal things comes alive. Yeah, that's right. So, Jones, that's why they can have you and Chisholm and me on Facebook, but be on their way to Vegas. I was watching you, Pastor. Uh huh. I heard you. Yes, they will. Here it is, Bible teachers. But Scott, this is why they can have Zoom on, but have the camera off. They watching you with it on the iPhone. They playing the electronic slots. You ain't lying, boy. You ain't lying. But that's where David is. He's in a season of distractions. Yeah. And I learned this. That COVID was much for us to learn what not to do. That's right. As much as it was for you to Kill what you want to do. Because it made it so easy to sin. Pastor friend told me that when he first contracted COVID, the disease was so powerful that it made him have to lay down. He said, every time I got up to do something, it said, lay down. And when I got out of bed and tried to eat, it said, lay down. I said, lay down. Are you with me here? That's what it was. And he said, you know what I learned from that, Wilson? He said that the flesh it's like that when it wars against the spirit. When it has complete control of the believer, it says lay down on your appetite. That's right. Are y'all in here? Lay down. And Jones, I think that's why I'm having such a hard time getting people to come back to Bible class. Getting people to come back to cell groups. Getting people to come back to church. Yes, sir. The flesh said lay down. Yeah. We ain't going today. 
she's beautiful he sees she's taking a bath but now he's got the image in his head and this is a dangerous moment it's a dangerous moment in his leadership as a man as a husband as a friend to her husband wow wow as a brother to her dad his flesh is in control and he's not his laziness caused him to sleep too long Caused him not only to sleep too long, but walk on the roof too long. He should have just kept walking. (laughs) But he couldn't because he was no longer in control. Yes, right. His flesh was in control. Are you in here? When the believer gazes too long Mm -hmm. at that which is forbidden, deceit and temptation can entice them to sin against God. I don't care who you are. When the believer fails to flee from the temptation of the flesh, disaster is always waiting to devour the disciple. I got too much too much meat in here, so let me hurry and get to my third point and land the plane. But the story is told, Dr. Jones, I think you appreciate this about this, this father who was training his pit bull. And what he would do, he would take some of mama's biscuits. Mm-hmm. And he put a hamburger patty on top. All right. And he set it in front of the dog and he said, no. And the dog learned how to look at the master. Did you catch it? All right. In other words, as long as he kept his eye on the master, Mm. he could avoid the temptation. He could avoid the temptation. Woo. Yes, sir. All meat ain't good meat. How you get through COVID and coming out? Keep your eye uh-huh. on the master. On the master. I know it look good. Uh-huh. I know it tastes good. I know it smells good. You can say amen right amen. here. But if you're gonna get over that temptation, you gotta keep your eye on the master. On the master. Thank you, Lord. We looked at David's lapse in leadership. We looked at David's. Laziness in leadership. Let me land the plane now. I'm looking at David's late evening lust. The Bible says in verse 3. I'm just in verse 3. So David, he sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, is not this Bathsheba? The daughter of Eliam? Your board member? Is not this the wife? Of Uriah, your favorite soldier, and then David, he sent messengers. Mm -hmm. Okay, he sent the Uber. (laughs) Go pick her up and bring her to the palace. Can you see it in here now? He took her. Look at the text said, and he lay with her. For she was cleansed from her impurity. Mm. And she returned to her house. Beloved, as we get ready to end tonight, I want to thank you for your patience and your kindness. But this text opens a very sad sight for me. The king not only saw the woman, but he inquired about her. In other words, the Bible is telling me, Pastor Widow, he did his homework. Mm-hmm. This was a calculated sin. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. This wasn't by osmosis. He didn't just slip and cuss. Uh huh. 
He worked this out. Yes, he did. Paid the fee. Uh huh. Set up the room with Luther playing. Uh -huh. Invited her to come on in. Yeah. What could have been Teddy? Maybe it was turn off the lights. I don't know. A lot of cameras. Oh, y'all know. Whatever happened, lust captured his heart. Yes. Lord, That's what I'm saying. Here it is. Sin was now in full play. And that because sin is in full play, David in his flesh is following now the desires of his flesh. I wrote myself a note, uh, Lady Wilson, David after research discovers she's married, but he don't stop. But he don't stop. David after research knows she's married to one of his soldiers in his army, but he don't stop. David after research discovers she's the daughter of his board member, Elia. Yes, he did. But he don't stop. Oh, David already got more wives than he can lay with. <laughs> but he don't stop. He don't stop. Lust is a powerful thing. Yeah. Beware yeah. of lust. Yeah. Here I come, Tim, find it. <laughs> Beware All right. of the power it possesses. Be careful not to lust for things. Yeah. Power, yeah. position, yeah. or prominence. Yeah. Because lust will make you do yeah. what you never thought yeah. you'd do. Well, the second and last thing I noticed in this text yeah. is that Bathsheba ain't totally innocent. That's right. The Bible says he sent for her, but she came. Yes, she did. Did you hear me through that? Uh-huh. She didn't say, I can't come because my man is at war. All right. Preach, preach. Oh, she didn't say, I can't come Cause my man ain't home right now. She didn't say, David, can we reschedule when your out comes home? No, no, she came at the king's request. Oh, God, the messenger said, the king saw you bathing on the rooftop. And he wants us to bring you inside of the palace. And it tells me she understood the summons from the king. She didn't see him, but he saw her. And she heard what the messenger said. It tells me, Nichols, she was a willing in the excursion I'm trying to quit right here but I heard it takes two to tango 
Bathsheba become a lazy leader in her own right. She became a lazy housewife who got lazy on her vows. Somebody missed me. She
Let's back it up.